Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Droid Life Show, episode 143 today. It is Friday, June 2nd. I'm your host, Kellen, with me, Tim. Tim's here. Hey, guys. How's it going? So welcome back after a couple of good weeks worth of news. Well, in particular, this week, because we got... Andy, was it was the Andy Rubin? So yeah, it was the beginning of this week. Um, so Andy Rubin, uh, you guys know him, founder of Android or one of the, one of the original founders of Android, has a new company out. They announced their first phone. So there's plenty to talk about there. Not only that, they announced that new Home Hub and some other stuff that's going on. So lots there. Uh, we also want to talk today about HTC U11. Look at all those fingerprints because uh, wow. I have that. Tim has a BlackBerry Key One. Yep. So we'll talk about the key one. So just share some thoughts on these two phones because they're kind of the newest phones of the moment. Uh, and, and then other stuff. Moto Z2 Play is uh, on the way. T-Mobile Digits is here. There's a new Nest Cam. All that stuff. So quite a bit of stuff to talk about. Uh, but let's. I, it's like we have to talk about Andy Rubin, right? And Essential. His company is called Essential. And, and you and I haven't like talked about this at all. You were off for a couple days like while this stuff was happening. And uh, and since you've been back, we've just been busy, so we haven't had a chance to just like chat about essential. So uh, to recap, though, on what day was that? The thirtieth? Is that Tuesday? I think that was uh, Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> my calendar's all screwed up. Anyway, earlier in this week, yeah, that was Tuesday. So on Tuesday um, at Recode's Code Conference, um, Andy Rubin um, was scheduled to speak. And so last week they actually teased it and said, Hey, we're going to announce something. And everyone looked at the date and was like, Oh yeah, you're talking at the code conference. But in the early hours of the morning, like, like 4am or something their uh, their new website, like went live and they essentially unveiled all of their new stuff. Um, and so we had all day to kind of talk about it, follow the company on Twitter and see what was going on as we led up to him talking. So anyways, we have, Essentials, the company, they announced the Essential Phone, which the model number is actually PH1, but they're just referring to it as Essential Phone. But if you see us call it the PH1, that's the model number. So anyway, they have the Essential Phone and then Essential Home, which is a home hub that's coming at some point. They they haven't really announced that. Um, And then they also announced a 360 degree camera that works with the phone. So their their plan is to do probably a whole bunch of stuff. Not only do they have this first phone, they have the hub, and then they're going to build out a bunch of accessories like this camera um, that attach to phones and other products. They actually can attach to the home hub as well. Um, but let's maybe, I guess, focus on the phone because that's kind of what we really care about, right? We are phone people. True. So the essential phone, uh, again, it's it's like Andy Rubin's vision. Like it's like him and a bunch of. I think this is the best way I can explain it. It's like him and a bunch of um, really really smart tech people from all these like big companies that either he's worked with before or just want to do something different. It's like their vision of a phone in the purest state that also has like some extra technology stuff so they can brag about how cool it is. So like there's no logos on this thing at all. And then it has an almost all display front, um, kind of like the Xiaomi Mi Mix. I would, that's like the best comparison, I think, because it has a chin on it, but no sort of top, but it's that all display style. Like we saw from Samsung and LG. Uh, but again, so there's no logos anywhere. They created like this special titanium where they found, um, 
they said they found like a German supplier that figured out this way to like injection mold titanium or something like that, that nobody else does except this person. And, and I read, I think an article on wired where they actually joked about how Apple tried to do it and they couldn't figure out how, and they were like, ha ha, we did it. So that's what I mean. Like it's, it's like this phone made by all these tech nerds that just want to go. Yeah, we did something really cool. Uh, but it runs stock Android. Uh, as bare bones as it can and they're saying like no bloatware and we want it to be consumer friendly and all this stuff and then it has dual cameras and a fingerprint reader on the back and a snapdragon 835 and and all this stuff um but it's other than like the front design with the display it's sort of a plain phone it's very boxy it's not all curved and stuff like everyone else seems to be doing and then of course it has this modular aspect to it so they've created these magnetic pin connector system which Andy Rubin essentially described as like a USB port, but it's through wireless connection sort of. Uh, And they'll attach for now a 360 camera to it and there'll be other modular ideas. And uh, the, the nice thing about their implementation versus Motorola's, which we've talked about in the past is Motorola like, back themselves into this corner in terms of design, right? Because they said like moto mods are going to work for like three years. So they essentially just have to keep creating the same phone over and over. Um, whereas Andy Rubin's like, no, we're just using this like two pin thing. So if our phone changes or whatever, you can attach these modular things we're going to create to everything. So anyways, recap, a really high end phone, um, runs Android has a really big display, no logos, and it costs six ninety nine. Uh, we don't know when it's coming. Although Andy Rubin sort of said in his interview at the code conference, I wouldn't have taken or opened up a reservation system if I wasn't going to ship this thing like within 30 days or so. So like July, early July, we could have this or end of June even. So it could be soon, but it costs $69.99. Unlocked, works on all the carriers, including Verizon. And I think that's it. Did I miss anything there? I mean, oh, it's, there's 128 gig storage, no SD card slot. It's got four gig RAM. I mean, it's got all the like high-end specs you would want in a phone. There is a no black version. Yeah, no water resistance, which people are pissed no headphone off. Jack. Rightfully so. Yeah, no headphone jack. That's right. Forgot that too. So no headphone jack, although they are including an adapter in the box, but Type-C adapter. But um, The display is 5.7 inch quad HD. It is an LCD display, which kind of sucks. Um, it will launch initially in black and white. Um, the black model is... Uh, kind of a shiny black, probably be a fingerprint magnet. The back of the phones are ceramic. Um, the white version, though, is actually a matte white, which is going to be hot. That's the one I reserved, by the way, was the matte white. Uh, and then there will eventually be a gray color, and then an, they're calling it Ocean Depths. Like, talk about, like, the worst color name ever. They're calling it Ocean Depths, and it's like a forest green with gold. Gold. It looks <laughs> super hot it's so ugly but uh yeah ocean depths i don't know what that means but that's what the color is called uh okay so i think that's it i think you got it eventually could sell at carriers ruben kind of hinted at that could come to carriers there's no uh, plans announced there it could be sold outside of essential store someday though we're not sure it sounds like they're still working through all this stuff but they just wanted to announce the thing probably get reservations in so they can decide how many to actually make Almost like, you know, like how OnePlus's invite system was them basically deciding how many they needed to make and ship at a time. They may be doing that here with this. We're not fully sure, but Hmm. yeah, $6.99. All right. So, well, yeah, we haven't talked about it. So, like, what are your thoughts? Like, you were, you were like kind of on vacation as this was happening. Like, 
were you going, oh my God, I'm stopping my vacation to watch Andy Rubin? Like, what did no. you think? I uh, wasn't doing all that. Uh, while I do think it's a great looking phone and I don't share the same sentiment as others uh, do with this front facing camera, um, I think it looks cool. Uh, I really want to know Andy Rubin's like end game. What is the purpose of this phone? What What problem is he trying to solve here? Like, Andy Rubin seems like a very smart individual. And not only did he help, you know, create the OS that it is running, what what's his business getting into the manufacturing phone game? You know so, what I mean? Yeah. So he basically laid it out as, um, as a small company, we can do at least to start. Because eventually he admitted the other day that he wants to be huge, right? So he said, though, to start as a small company, we can move really quickly and innovate really quickly and use lots of new technology before the big guys because when new technology comes out, some of these companies can't make it for like 20 or 30 million Apple devices, right? He's like, but if we're only selling, he didn't say this, but essentially what he was saying is if we if we only need like 100,000, like somebody could probably make like a specific component that's cool that we could use. So I think his his idea to grow is start out by making high-end phones that offer some special features that Samsung and Apple probably aren't going to touch because they can't make enough of them that they will then use to build a name for themselves as like a really innovative company. Um, And then as that happens, they build a bigger name, then they'll eventually have the money and whatever to start scaling and then more people buy their phone. So they're going to try to just out innovate everyone out of the gate and use some cool stuff and then slowly ramp up to try to be big. That's sort of what I think he's going for. Makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I mean, as for the phone itself, it looks great. I mean, it reminds me a lot, say, of... It's almost what I pictured the Pixel 2 would look like. Uh, you know, with that rear-facing reader, dual cameras. Um, not necessarily the lack of bezel on the front side, but it just it's reminiscent of kind of what I expected. It actually also reminds me of a larger OnePlus X which was glass and ceramic. Mm. Um, uh, that was I about a, that phone. Yeah, that was a great phone. It felt awesome in hand. Uh, performance wasn't all that great, but and it didn't work in the U.S. But yeah. and it didn't work in the U.S. Needless to say, I'm really excited about this. I think you know a lot of people complaining about the price, blah blah blah. You have to understand that I see this as like a boutique product, right? It's not mm-hmm. mass produced. I mean, this seems like a very high end, sophisticated handset. So I wish the best to Andy Rubin and the essential team. And I, I really want to get one in hand <laughs> because it looks sick. Yeah. So in their interview with wired, one of the, uh, one of the engineers, I think that worked on it, he, he, he said, you know, like we want this to be, we don't, we want this to be sort of an exclusive phone. We want it to be a phone that not a whole ton of people know about. But if you do, you have something to differ. And like, you know what? It's supposed to be like the ultimate nerd phone that's high end. So there is a price tag attached to it, obviously, that people are, that think is ridiculous. And it, when you compare it to like the OnePlus 5 is going to come out in probably a month, right? And it'll probably be 300 bucks cheaper or 250 bucks cheaper. And it's going to have, likely the same specs right but it'll probably have a headphone jack too who knows if it'll be water resistant but it'll be very similar in terms of specs it'll probably be 250 bucks cheaper um 
but yeah, so they, they said that it, they kind of want it to be an exclusive brand that uh, not everyone has, not everyone can afford. If you own one, everyone goes, ooh, you have that that essential phone. So ooh. that is kind of what they're going to But at the same time, that goes against the idea that they're going to eventually scale. So there's some mixed signals. But I guess maybe you start out as this exclusive small brand and then you slowly grow and maybe that goes away a little bit. But Yeah, I feel like we kind of saw the same thing with OnePlus, right? I mean, the first one came out. Everyone was super hyped. It wasn't the easiest phone to get by any means. Uh, And then they sort of scaled. They got bigger, and now it doesn't seem to be as bad of a problem. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I have too many additional, like, kind of thoughts to share on this phone besides the point that people need to get over the front-facing camera thing. I think it's fine if... If you're wondering how your notifications are going to work with a front-facing camera right in the middle of them, just clear your notifications. It's There's a button that lets you clear all. It seems like such a weird thing to be stuck on. And people really are. They think that little camera hump thing, it's not a hump. It's like a, I don't know what you would call it, like a dip. I saw a camera dip. No. Um, what is his name? His YouTube name is Mr. Mobile. What is his name? Uh youtuber i should know his name i feel really bad sorry, i don't uh, follow youtubers michael fisher <laughs> sorry michael fisher uh I, I saw a video that he kind of did on it and he called it a widow's peak which i actually thought was kind of funny oh um but yeah everyone seems really hung up on the fact that there's this little thing sticking down and i just it doesn't bug me at all and i've had a bunch of people say like i just don't know like if i could deal with that and and i'm one of those people that's anal about little things like that often it doesn't bug me at all i just look at him like oh okay well, at least it's almost all display. If there's this little thing sticking down that it just doesn't bug. And yeah, the notification area thing, maybe it'll be kind of nice. You'll have two separate areas. Like it'll really define maybe. like your, your notification icons. And then the other side will really define all of your connectivity stuff. That'd be cool. In a way, maybe it makes sense. Uh, well, this guy says, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, the only thing is if you're watching a video, when you flip it uh, sideways, it will obviously have to stop at that so that otherwise okay. you would be hiding a little portion of the content if it tried to go behind it. So that could look a little weird. And if you have um, apps that want to expand full screen, like are you going to have, like if you're open an app, is it going to be just a black area up there? You know, so unless I guess it color matches. So I guess, I guess I'll have to see how apps specifically play with it. Hmm. But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bug me. Yeah, a lot of people in the comments of the actual post that we did just saying, that's a deal breaker. Can't do the front-facing camera. They ruined it, blah, blah, blah. Just, people, get over yeah, yourselves. It just doesn't bug me at all. I, you, I don't I don't know why, but videos. it just doesn't bug me at all. Uh, one thing we don't really know about is uh, uh, updates and stuff, but being Andy Rubin, I would imagine he's going to push updates pretty quickly to this thing and it's, would if hope it's so. dead stock android as you can get then i would think that they're probably going to do that pretty quickly uh and it's their only phone so it should be pretty easy i would think for them to do that it does have fast charging the battery on the smaller side at 3040 milliamp hour people are complaining about that too and I, I get that as well the uh i will say though um the u11 we'll just talk about a little bit has a 3000 milliamp hour battery and a snapdragon 835 and it lasts a really long time. So the A35 actually may be one of those processors that will get a big boost to phones in terms of battery, unless HTC's just done some magic here. But this phone actually lasts a really long time. So I'm not that worried about battery life on it just because it does have that A35. So, And Andy Rubin also made a comment about it, I think, 
during his interview, like, yeah, we, we built a phone specifically that will last a long time. So I think they have tried to do some stuff there. 699 kind of expensive. I, I would agree with people like phones these days, just like you're either Samsung or you can't, you have to price it at like 600 bucks or lower. But uh, again, if it wants to be kind of an exclusive, like you called it kind of a boutique, that's what it's supposed to be. So they'll, they'll sell some to Silicon Valley elites. And that's probably a, well, if people are out there buying unlocked HTC phones, I don't see why they would have a problem buying. I don't, I don't think people are buying. Them. Oh, you're right. You're right. No <laughs> one is buying those. Yeah. Uh, but I think it looks great. I, I think part of me, too, is just excited about having not just the fact that it's Andy Rubin, but it's a high-end phone that's running stock Android. Because yeah. we just don't have many of those. You have OnePlus, which is one of the reasons we like OnePlus phones, because it's pretty stock Android that they've added to. Moto phones have always been, um, even though design-wise, I'm not a huge fan of what Motorola is doing right now, but their software has always been great because it's kind of that stock Android. Like Samsung, like the Galaxy S8 frustrates the hell out of me because I hate the software. This HTC phone, this U11, I hate the software. LG, hate the software. So... I think that's partly why I'm excited about it is because the software I think should be really good. Hopefully, I mean, it's the dude that made the original few versions. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it, but I know it's... Uh, why did Alexa just turn on? <laughs> Don't talk, Alexa. Um, so I'm excited about it, but we'll see, obviously, once it ships, if it's any good how many they ship. I have this bad feeling that they'll make the white one delayed for a while and the black one will be the one you get initially and some other crappy things like that. So, yeah. yeah Bert's are saying Sony runs near stock. I don't think so. Sony has a terrible skin too. Yeah. It's it, they, it. They're pretty close to stock, but there's just some things that I, I guess I haven't used a Sony phone in a while. Cause they haven't made a good phone in about four years, but that's uh, a good point. Uh, when I stopped using them, the software was, closer to stock than a lot of people but like their launcher was really bad and some other things i know you can change that stuff i get it oh my god shouldn't have to change everything (laughs) just to get a phone to work the way i want it to work yeah uh so anyways that's the essential phone it could ship soon it's it's kind of a big deal but it's not right like we're talking about a brand new company with a 700 phone that might sell ten thousand. we don't even know right if it's ever going to be something if they do become a big deal it might be like five years down the road unless somebody buys andy rubin's technology before then <laughs> which yeah, is probably what will happen before they become a success because it's so hard to break into the phone market yeah absolutely i think you know one plus took the had a better idea at least in terms of delivering a phone that had premium specs with a, a, a affordable price tag essential taking a different route which is premium well like top tier specs you know they missing a few things of course but then with a premium price tag i think it's going to be a little bit harder to break in or at least kind of gain that fanboyism that OnePlus has now mm-hmm. like, just like you know at that price, for sure. Yeah, rabid fans foaming at the mouth on Twitter. Like, ah. so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm not exactly confident uh, that Essential is just going to like sweep the Mm-mm. U.S. market or anything like that. I mean, no. but the phone looks cool. So this is one of the first times we've had a company say, like, here's our new phone. It's high end. It's expensive. It's stock Android, and it's like only in the U.S. They said they're going to sell it internationally eventually, but like it's this is when was the last time we had a company go? 
All right, we're a brand new phone company and we're going to make the most badass phone we can and it's only sold in the US. I don't We've never had that. Yeah. And so, I can't it's awesome. Yeah, so that's it's just I just think it'll be cool. It, it and it's and it's from a a dude that's like like started half of this damn industry at this point it kind of feels like 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 I'm willing to give it a shot and be excited about it for now. Well, you know what I'm willing I'm willing to do this uh, only because I have so much faith in Andy Rubin and his team. I'm going to say that the essential PH1 is phone of the year. I there's just no way it's not gonna be. So <laughs> it's going to be so premium. You're going to get it in your hand and it's going to be like, "Oh damn, th- th- oh this god. is it." Oh it's, my god, yeah. It would have to be either the essential OnePlus 5 or the Galaxy Note 8. So it's already in the top three before it's even launched. Yeah, think about cancel that. it before it ever launches. It's totally possible. Uh, as far as the add-on uh, modular stuff goes, this 360 camera, I just don't care at all about 360 yeah. cameras. But they built one that they say is the smallest ever, or something, and it does just attach on via magnets. It like it's a similar technology to how Moto mods work. It just you you just attach like a little thing. You don't need like an entire backplate like Moto mods. So I think they're their implementation of that idea is very cool. Mm. They also are going to sell a like wirelessly charging dock. So like you put your phone in the dock and the pins like hold it in place and it'll wirelessly charge that way. We don't know when that's coming or how much it'll cost, but mm. if you buy the phone and you want the 360 camera, you can get it as an add on for just 50 bucks. And if you buy it individually later on, they say it's going to cost like 200. So if you are interested in the camera, you might want to add that on right away. Um, and they haven't really said like what else they're going to come out with in terms of, uh, little accessories, but he, uh, they are going to like open source it so that other people can build. Um, but Andy Rubin did say that they're going to, um, probably build at least five or six just to kind of get everyone going and show potential and things like that. We just don't know what those other ones will be. Nice. All right. Let's talk a little bit about his home hub then. So they also announced this home hub, which. It kind of looks like um, an Echo device, um, the smaller version, the Echo Dot, although it's got a slight angle on it and a round touchscreen. I can't remember how big he said the touchscreen was. He might have said like five inches or something. He said it's like the biggest round <laughs> production display ever used or something weird like that. So um, so it, it obviously works like an Echo or Google Home. You talk to it, tell it to tell you the weather, look at your calendar, um, turn lights off and on, adjust temperature, whatever. So it's supposed to work just like those, play music. We don't know how much it's going to cost or when it's coming out, but one of the cool things it does, obviously, it has a screen on it, so it can show you directions or show you notifications on a screen or the weather. So sort of like Amazon's Echo... What's the Echo thing called with the touchscreen that we all made fun of? Oh, the show? Oh, yeah. So not as big and ugly as that. It's more smaller disc-like that actually might not look terrible on your counter. Uh, but again, we don't know when it's coming. The The big, bold move of it is it has its own operating system. And Essential thinks they can make this operating system work with everyone's stuff. So from Apple to Amazon to Google to everything else, they think they can connect it all. Uh, and when he was asked about, when Andy Room was asked about that on stage, he said uh, that they obviously haven't gotten that to work. I think they have the technology that will do it, but they... Apple needs to allow you in, right? Apple mm-hmm. needs to say like, sure, you can access everything. Google, same thing, right? 
And he made the point that Amazon's been really good about it. And they, I think they are. I think if you want to integrate Alexa stuff, they actually are pretty good about that. Google and Apple, not so much with Siri, home stuff, right? They're not going to just let, even though this is Andy Rubin, it's still a, it's like a competitor <laughs> at this point. So, uh, but they have this vision for being able to control everything and more so than if you just own an Echo, if you just own a home, they, they think it can control everything. So yeah, it sounds like a crappy Kickstarter to me. Kind of does a little bit. Well, I it doesn't sound crappy. It sounds great, but they don't even have a physical product to show off. They don't know when it's coming. It doesn't sound like, yeah, they've actually connected all the dots like they want to. There's a vision. I don't know how close they are to actually implementing that vision. Yeah, this I'm a little, um, little less excited about only because it seems like we're quite some time before an actual release and an actual explanation of everything you can do or would want to do. And then also this kind of goes back to just this feeling I have where these companies are acting like we don't already have these super expensive phones in our pockets that can already do all of these things. So, you know, I don't need like a five inch round touchscreen to sit on that, that I can't even pick up and move around and take like, it's got, it's, it's stationary right there. It sits. So I'm not as excited about the home. It's right, it's like the Echo Show, which is right. I have some on order or one on order. Um, and Weird. it's one of those products that I already think doesn't make. Well, you know, I want to test the thing. Of and course, I already don't think it makes any sense because, like you just said, I have a phone or a tablet. If I want to take a touch screen with me, like I can't pick up this giant speaker <laughs> and like bring it to the couch. So it's only good in a single position that I hopefully am at all the time. And I don't know where that is. Is it like just in the kitchen, right next to the bed? I there's the only two places maybe right next to the crapper. I don't know. Yeah. We might be seeing a lot of kind of dart boarding going on right now with these companies kind of throwing out the ideas, yeah. seeing what sticks and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the home with the touchscreen makes all too much sense. Uh, unless it was sort of like your, say my thermostat was the actual kind of hub for the home. And to me, that makes more sense that it has a touchscreen, right? It, if I'm kind of over there, I can check my weather because I can already do that on the Echo B3, right? I can go over there, touch it, see the weather and all that. And I could maybe do some other things. If that was my hub, that'd be pretty cool, but I can't control anything else from Echo B. But, you know, just something that's, I don't know, not over in the kitchen. I don't know. Just, there's something, there's like a disconnect for me. At least. It just assumes that we're always always in art kitchens at all times, right? Yeah, because I assume that's where people put this stuff, right? Like if you've got, if you're in the chat right now and you've got a home or Echo, where is it in your house right now? It's got to be in your kitchen, right? Because if it's not, please explain to me why it's not. It just makes the most sense to have these things in your kitchen. I could be wrong. I So I we have ones close to our kitchen, but the ones I say we use the most at this point is probably bedroom one because to turn like lights and stuff off at night um, or check the temperature if we're like getting ready or something like that but but there's one so i have a home and an echo kind of in living room ish area and the home is close to the kitchen because you have to shout at the damn thing in order for it to like hear you um but so yeah i think like those living spaces right because a lot of homes and stuff now they have that open concept, open concept. so yeah anywhere around that area for sure so kitchen living room that kind of thing just makes sense but uh it, but that's the thing though if you have one so i have an echo kind of by like the tv fireplace-ish area but that would be a terrible place for an echo show because i'm never like standing <laughs> over, over there, there. Yeah. screen so so that's what i'm saying the only anyways 
off on a different tangent. But yeah, so this one has a screen too, this essential one, but you can't move it. So it has to be in the proper position. Kind of weird. Yeah. All right. So we did ask people though, if they were in in the pH one. Yeah. Phone one. What that sounds right as well. Uh, we asked people if they're interested, and like 60% said yes. They're interested. interested, though. So, even though it's expensive and lacks a couple of things and has a widow's peak, that uh, it's like six, that's a, that's a good number. And I think it's probably a lot software. And uh, maybe Andy Rubin has that kind of pull around here. I don't know. He does. <laughs> I'd say some people try to really um, downplay. Um, like some of the excitement around it. And I just, I think it's exciting to have, well, we already talked about this, but a U.S. company making a phone to sell in the U.S. I know it's being manufactured in China, but they're selling it here and it's like a U.S. based company. And it's a form, it's a dude that create one of the founders of Android that worked with at Google forever. Like, and all these people around him from all these other tech companies, like, I just think that's a cool, like nobody else is making a phone like that. Like Google's obviously making their own phone now, but they're huge in their Google. And you have Apple, of course, but otherwise, it's kind of like the third US company. I'm not like missing someone because Motorola, I know they're technically still like have offices here, but they're basically no. Lenovo. Yeah, they are not American anymore. No. So exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, it does come out in the next 30 days so we can actually see if it's worth it. <clears throat> All right, moving on. ACC U11. In the house. No, this is not the U Ultra. This is actually the U eleven. Oh. Um, unboxed it last week. It comes out on the ninth. Uh, Sprint will start selling it then, and uh, I believe the unlocked one must be shipping around that time as well. So, I've spent, I guess, a week now. I've spent a week with it. I think I unboxed it last Friday. Uh, I've spent a week with it. It is. It is an average phone, as I think is how I would put this. Um, I know there's seems to be a little bit of excitement around this. Some people seem interested. I, I don't really know that I have the, the most glowing remarks ever to report back. It's just one of those phones that doesn't it doesn't wow me in 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 any way. Like it looks kind of cool, but you can also see like it's just covered in fingerprints, which is gross. Uh, design's kind of boring. Um, it has huge bezels up front. <laughs> Look at this thing down here. Huge bezel down here. And HCC does this thing where they won't center their buttons in this area. And they've been doing that forever. It drives me insane. Uh, capacitive buttons, big top bezels, side bezels. Uh, the power and volume buttons are like in the wrong spots and stuff. No headphone jack. The camera, I haven't tested the camera much. I need to uh, probably do that this weekend a lot more. So I can't really report back on that. Although when I fired up the camera within other apps, like in Hangouts or something, it's really slow. Uh, So I don't know if that's just when another app is asking for camera access that it's really slow or if the camera's just slow, but uh, more testing on that. Don't. Uh, Speakers are good though. Boom sound. We got two speakers. So it does that well. It's just, it's one of those phones that like, yeah, if you bought this phone, you'd probably, you'd probably think it was cool. But uh, I don't know why you would buy this over a G6 or S8 or I'd probably still buy a Pixel over this, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's HTC Sense, which I think like looks kind of tired and dated. 
and just kind of drives me nuts in certain ways, like their paginated scrolling drawer and their the vibration of the phone when I'm typing always sucks. I haven't used the edge send thing once, like the squeezy stuff. I haven't used it like once. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to that idea of like, oh, I could launch the camera by squeezing or Google Assistant. But I don't know that, that I found that that useful and I thought I would because I just need to go out of my way more to make that happen. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing necessarily wrong with the phone, I don't think. It just isn't. I'm not like running around going, yeah, I want to use this phone. And it's kind of big. It's wide. Hmm. I don't know. It's a it's a fine phone. I just don't know. It's not moving the needle. I don't think anyone's going to drop the phone they have to run out and buy this. I don't think. Damn. Sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to be an ultimate hater here. It's not a bad phone by any means. It's just not. I would say wait for the OnePlus 5. <laughs> wait for that. Buy an S8. I don't think I would say buy the G6 over it just because the, it has newer processor over the G6. But yeah, that's a tough one for the G6. Yeah, the poor G6 is just because, like the you know our audience and us, we care about the newest of the new. And the <laughs> G6 new, at this point does not have that by any means. So yeah, yeah HTC U11. I'll probably review up by uh, hopefully end of next week because that's when it launches. Yeah, launches nice. Friday, I think. So we'll try to have a review it by then, and uh, I'll have some more thoughts on the camera because the camera, maybe the camera is like the greatest thing ever. I don't know. Well, it is ranked the highest by DA DXO. Oh yeah, that means, <laughs> that means a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> it I'll should just start squeezing things. Maybe that'll maybe it'll all change if I just get used to squeezing all the time. Yeah, squeeze the damn thing. What happens if I really hard squeeze? Oh, there we go. Oh, Google Assistant. Anyways, U11, not something to get really excited about. Damn. Somebody mentioned the, uh, oh, Eric mentioned, similar to the HTC 10. I would take the 10 over this phone. Design-wise, in-hand feel, all that stuff. I think the 10 is a better feeling phone than this in-hand. So That's harsh. All right, you've got a BlackBerry Key 1 dying to hear the uh, thoughts on this thing, this comeback, (laughs) throwback to the old days where we all loved keyboards. So you were saying you didn't want to be like an all-out hater of the U11. Well, I'll I'll be the hater here. This is by far the worst phone. Like, I I hate the BlackBerry Key 1. (laughs) You've been on it for like two days and you already hate it. I've been literally on it for 24 hours and it's like the worst experience I've ever had. (laughs) So I guess I don't know where to start. There's like so much I dislike. Um, There's like some things that are cool. Nothing I really enjoy though. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, where do I start? Okay. I'll start with the keyboard, right? Because that's the big thing keyboard i have to say i was never a blackberry guy back in the day i never used a blackberry um i went from having like a dumb phone to the lg voyager Uh, by by the way before you go too much further you know that when you say that all the blackberry like old blackberry homers that just love they're gonna go well you just don't count them because you just don't (laughs) get it like that's gonna be the thing they're they're gonna throw that like that's fine you just don't get it buddy (laughs) They can, they can just, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, I was actually going to say though, um, so that had a physical keyboard, right? And then I went to the OG Droid, which also had a physical keyboard. So I'm by no means, um, you know, unknown uh, to but physical. Blackberry <laughs> keyboard is different. You just don't get it. Little chicklets. <laughs> <laughs> so the keyboard is actually pretty solid. I will say, um, you know, of course, I I'm a swiper. I'm not a pecker. So going from swiping on Gboard or whatever keyboard you have that supports swiping uh, to a physical keyboard, it definitely takes some getting used to, especially when I have to continuously press the alt um, you know, to capitalize a letter, to get a special character, or even to get my smileys, I have to find some weird button. So it's different. Like it takes a little bit to get used to. Um, although the hardware, like the keyboard hardware itself feels really good. Uh, the click is solid. Uh, it's very, um, what's the word? It's sort of consistent. It's a consistent click. So other than that, though, the fingerprint reader, which is placed in the space bar, great fingerprint reader. Um, when the display is turned off, I can press on it and, and there it goes. It it unlocks. So I, I enjoy the fingerprint reader. I do enjoy the keyboard aspects of it. Um, the hardware build quality, a uh, super solid phone. It's actually a little bit larger than I thought it would be. It does have a, uh, I think it's a 5.4 inch display. Or no, excuse me, 4.5 inch. Yeah, 4.5. Flip that, turn it around. 4.5 <laughs> inch full HD. Um, so the display, a lot smaller, again, of course, than what I'm used to. Um, Snapdragon 625 process, uh, processor. Uh, and this kind of couples with the battery life that I've been getting. It does have a 3505 milliamp hour battery. So you couple that with the Snapdragon 625, 4.5 inch full HD display. This thing, it, it, it's a tank uh, with battery life. Like I don't know if I could ever kill it. Um, I got it yesterday. I, I charged it to full, took it off the charger around 3 p.m., 4 p.m., about when I was done with work yesterday. And I haven't plugged it in since. And I left it out, left it off the charger all night, and I'm at 68% right now. For me, that's like incredible. Might be the best battery life ever. Right now, I'm using AT&T, and it's great. And I really have a, a bad AT&T connection in my house too. But uh, so far, so good. The battery's been been great. Uh, hardware design. While I said the build quality is good, design not a huge fan. It's got these uh, rounded corners on the bottom. But then it goes to squared 90 degrees on the top. It's, it's such a, like a mix and match thing. It is. It, it's, yeah, it just doesn't really suit my style all too much. I mean, but I do like the in-hand feel. It's okay. Um, one beef I do have is that you've got the volume rocker on the right side here. And then below that, which I thought was the power button, is actually the convenience button. So it's actually not convenient at all because then they move the power button to the opposite side on the left side. So I would have switched those around and have the volume next to the power. But, hey, that's okay. A little too late now. Um, another problem is that it has capacitive buttons, not on sc- uh, on-screen buttons. Now, I understand why they did that, right? You don't want to take away more display. Um, but but at the same time, I mean, you're already taking away uh, that display size by having them capacitive. It's just very... The buttons are not good <laughs> in terms of like a user, kind of user experience, UX. There's just a, so much going on. I mean, I've got my keyboard, then my capacitive, and then my like display with my home button and all that. There's just a lot of stuff you can press. Uh, in terms of 
using the keyboard to scroll. Oh, it's the most janky experience I've ever had. Uh, if I'm on my t- timeline on Twitter and I'm scrolling through, it's like, it's stuttering all over the place. If you press on something like on the keyboard, it'll accidentally open up a tweet or something. It's just super, it's kind of like, it's not like laggy. It's like janky and stuttery. It's really not that fun. Uh, overall, the skin though, it's pretty darn stock Android. Uh, BlackBerry did throw in a few other things, a ton of apps that they throw in, especially like security apps and all this stuff. You know, I mean, tried to use the hub. Oh God, no, not yet. Like I've only had it. I've had it for less than a day, man. Give me some time. Uh, uh, it's just a very hard phone for me to use. Okay. So a big example of this for me is when, if I'm in hangouts, and I want to use that keyboard, a virtual keyboard also pops up on top. No way. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Here we go. So check that out. So you've got keyboard on what? top of keyboard. So and so whatever it is you're looking at on the top portion it is... everywhere? Does it do oh, everywhere. Gmail? No, no, it does it everywhere. does is, it everywhere. Is, is there not like a setting to turn that off? Because that, that's a be. huge flaw if that's actually the case. I don't think it's you a flaw. Try to find a setting. I don't think it's a flaw because I find myself wanting to use the virtual keyboard because to quickly <laughs> access characters and emoji, you can only do it from there. Um, at least quickly. Dumb in that's that's my that's my opinion. Yeah. But so I say when with like the priv, like if you slid the thing up, um, and you had the keyboard out and you pressed in a text box, it didn't bring up pop like up a virtual, virtual board. Yeah. That's why that seems like a really terrible bug if that's the case, yeah. or that there's got to be some way to maybe turn it off. I don't know. Because yeah, that's stupid. What the hell do you need two keyboards for? I'm sure there is. Um, it's just something I would have to look into. I'm looking in the settings right now. Current keyboard keyboard settings. Yeah, I mean. There's just there's settings for each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So under keyboard assistance, uh, you can keep the virtual keyboard on screen when the physical keyboard is active. Whatever. So maybe if I disable that, it'll take it away. I don't want to take away the physical keyboard, though, because like I need it to get my emoji. I'm a big emoji guy, and I can't access those, at least from what I know. There's no emoji button on here. So... Maybe there's a shortcut you can match. Yeah, maybe there's like all this simple... extra work you have to do just to use like a stupid physical keyboard. That's I know, and, and it's not it. convenient. Like it's not convenient whatsoever. Why? Because everything is so automated on these virtual keyboards. You know, if I when I'm double tapping on spacebar to throw in a period, and then instead of having to alt letter to get my capital it just automatically does it there's just a lot of funky stuff going on and god forbid i'm typing in a password my passwords are long and complex so when i'm trying to do it on this physical keyboard it's such a pain dude it has like 30 seconds to my day every time so um all in all i would not recommend the key one to anybody um (laughs) unless you're like a huge blackberry fanboy and you have nothing better to do I just don't. There can't I, be any of those left anymore, right? It's been years since any since BlackBerry made a phone that anyone actually wanted. I don't yeah. know why anyone wants to run back to that old time. I just feel bad, right? Because I actually opened the box and I was like, "Dang, this is this is pretty cool looking." Uh, but then once I started using the keyboard and finding out that it just wasn't all that convenient, I have a tiny effing display for watching YouTube videos and all that stuff. Like it just becomes a real pain. Uh, I haven't tried out the camera all too much. It seems like a, a, a decent sensor. It's I believe it's, it's a 12 megapixel Sony sensor, uh, IMX 378. 
So it's not a bad sensor. Yeah, I think that's the same as the Pixel. Yeah, it, it seems like a fine camera, huge battery, USB Type-C. It's got a lot of stuff, good stuff going on. 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. How much does it cost? 550 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's about 550. Yeah, yeah, 550 on the dot. So uh, I just have this real problem with that keyboard, like the, the idea that I've been using a virtual keyboard for years now and then going back, uh, it just seems really funky. However, I am going to use it uh, for a, a little bit more while, right? I'm going to have try and have my review up by the end of next week too. And we'll see, maybe I'll come away with a few more uh, better impressions. But, you know, besides the battery, I just don't see why anyone would want to sacrifice a big display for a physical keyboard. Uh, it just makes no sense to me. I don't think it would make you no any idea. more like, you know, getting work done, more productive or anything like that. So it's one of those phones where we can all just go, good job, TCL. You made this, you like gave us all like memories back to our BlackBerry days, but let's move along. Like we, no one wants this thing. No one wants this keyboard. Let's go back to uh, touchscreen phones because they're more efficient yeah. We all want big screens now. Let's get off this keyboard thing. It was it was cool. Like you did it. Good job. Now let's let's. <laughs> I still think it like it looks cool. And I'll, I'll, I just had someone hit me up on Twitter, uh, who is a representative of TCL and BlackBerry. <laughs> oh my god, are they like listening? Nice. Yeah, I think they are. But um, he said that I can hold down zero to access emoji. <laughs> so there is like buttons and crap that I have to learn. You have to relearn all that stuff, yeah. Ah, what a pain. You know, props to BlackBerry for keeping the dream alive. And um, <laughs> I guess maybe I'm just a hater because I wasn't a big BlackBerry fan back in the day. Yeah, but see, but- that's the thing is like, I don't think that the, the, this should be a phone that like, it has to be like these old BlackBerry. Like, why would you make a phone that just old BlackBerry lovers would go? Yeah, I wanted that. I really <laughs> like. That's what I'm saying. Like, people are gonna keep saying to you, like, you just don't understand. You didn't have a BlackBerry. It's like I I owned a couple of Blackberries. I don't want any part of that in my life, like ever again. Like, I want a phone like this. I want a phone that has a big ass screen and has a keyboard that actually is efficient. And I could just swipe with my finger on the screen to scroll. I don't have to do it on a physical keyboard that you said doesn't even work that good. So I like, I just don't. Yeah, I wish I could sort of better show. I will be able to in my video, but when like I'm scrolling and things just start getting pressed and I don't know, <laughs> there's just, I've, I've got problems. Maybe other people don't have problems. That's why I'm going to do a full video review and I'm going to lay out the facts. Because uh, that's all I talk about. I, all I talk is facts. We aren't fake news here. This is not so. a post-fact world on Droid Life. <laughs> By the way, Sean in the chat mentioned that the HTC U11 isn't that bad and that I have such negative bias. Oh, you do. I, <laughs> I don't have anything to gain by telling you not to buy this. Like, I'm telling you my opinion on that I don't think this is that great of a phone and there are better phones. Like, I don't have anything to gain by that. Yeah, you also have to lose if about I go, it. oh my God, HTC's back. Like I've seen <laughs> other people say, HTC's back. This is their best phone in years. Like that's not yeah. saying much, number one. But yeah. number two, like if you go buy this then and it sucks, like who are you going to point the finger at? Me. <laughs> so exactly. I'm just telling you my honest opinions of this thing. It's totally a fine phone. Yeah, you also, it's you weren't negative. Great. No, yeah, you weren't very negative. Great about it. Like I said, the camera could be great. Maybe that's the game-changing moment when I go, "Oh my god, this takes such great pictures." Yeah. As of right now, though, like it starts squeezing that thing. 
Yeah, I thought it was. I thought the squeeze thing was gonna be really cool. By the way, yeah. So what I'll do, uh, sorry, just back to the key right, one real quick. What I'll do is I will turn off the virtual keyboard in settings, which I found after looking and then also confirmed by my friend Jason on Twitter at TCL. Um, so I'll do that. I'll start trying to learn how to do emojis by pressing and holding down the zero button on the keyboard. <laughs> keyboard shortcuts so so that's another like long time blackberry thing right it's like if you were a blackberry pro you knew all the keyboard shortcuts and that was like how you ran your entire life but you know we have this thing now called touch screens that do that stuff really quickly yeah what a trip well i'm just gonna be learning how to use this phone i guess the rest of the day basically you need to um go back to 1999 and uh relearn how to use a phone from uh back in the day like in order to review a 2017 phone you need to treat it like it's 2008 good god i will like hell (laughs) i thought we had moved on like i thought we were into the future but okay so i turned off virtual keyboard just to do this real quick turn off virtual keyboard here let me here let me fix mic so i can bring this up to the screen hold okay i am holding the zero key it brings up another menu Another button I have to press. So I have to press on the emoji button after holding down zero, then select my emoji, then press send. Fuck it. So there's this like way too much, man. Can't you just give me a dedicated emoji button? There's plenty of room for one on this keyboard. There actually should be. There should be. It's 2017. We need dedicated emoji. Maybe you could just map it to just not to like skip that extra menu. I don't know. I don't have the phone, so I don't know how the mapping of everything works. But yeah, there's just a lot to learn. Custom map everything. Be that. I'm gonna have to be that BlackBerry user that custom maps everything. By the time I'm done with this phone, I will love it. Oh yeah, you're just gonna. I won't want to go back. Just tapping away. Exactly. And like I said, the keyboard feels good when you are using the keyboard. It's fine. There's just like it's that software stuff on top of it that makes it a pain. Other than that. It's a fine phone. <laughs> and my if I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh man, I'm interested in that phone. Like let me know what you think about it." Like if you're honestly interested in it, go um to a store if you can. I think and, some Best Buys have them. Yeah, and go they check it out. Um you can always return it if you don't like it, but um even just see if they have one on display, check it out. It's got a headphone jack, USB type C, like good speakers. I've been listening to some stuff on it. Sound fine. It's not bad. A good camera. There's a lot to like about this phone, but equally enough not to. Yeah, in my opinion. That's kind of what it sounds like. Hardware is good though. I just I wanted to end on a positive note because now that I know we have like TCL people watching us, I feel like I I need to not be so but hey. It could be however the hell you want. I don't care. Brutally honest is what I think it should be. Ugh. <sighs> Bert's are saying it's one extra button press. That's one one extra too many, my friend. I would agree. I would agree. Why should I have to press an extra button? Bert's are also wants us to get a hold of the Sony XZ Premium. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-mm. <laughs> I think that's the 4K phone, right? That, has that must like- be. That is like the ultimate king of bezels. Like I was just complaining about the bezels on this thing. Like (laughs) Sony phones this day and age. I don't think so. Isn't Sony retiring like the XC line anyway or something? Mm -hmm. Can't keep up because they're irrelevant. 
they, they just have a lot they of fun. Just hella shady. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Tim and I have a couple of phones that we just love. <laughs> just adore. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough out here. I mean, we we shouldn't spoil ourselves, right, with nothing but good phones. Like, uh, it's good to be humbled and use phones that we don't enjoy too much, there is, right? There it is helps you appreciate about, other things. Yeah, there is something about uh, going off of a phone that you enjoy and using a phone where you're like, uh, I don't know, and people should feel bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so do not feel bad for us, please. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's move out of there. Unless you have any <laughs> final, final thoughts on the key one. Oh, um, yeah, no final thoughts. Uh, I do believe. So the uh, BlackBerry, you know, TCL that sent me the phone, they also sent along uh, a case. Um, the case, I think it was a Tumi, and it was a kind of like a, a foldable, sort of like a wallet case or something like that. Not a very good case. Uh, the phone actually didn't even fit in it. So I, th- I, th- I might have broke it. So with the so. casing, the phone doesn't fit in. It, I couldn't get it in the case, and so when I tried taking it out, I may have ripped it by accident. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> you said brutally honest, just being honest. That's really funny. It yeah. was a really flimsy case, but <laughs> sorry. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> I'm just laughing at you, destroying this case. I, it, it's not destroyed. It's just I think it ripped a little because I the phone would not fit in there, and so I tried taking it out and it broke. I mean, dude, I you know me, I'm not trying to break stuff. Or anything no, like that. It's just like, damn. Um. All right. So in other news, Samsung's Galaxy S8, the uh, the Bixby software, which we've been waiting in the U.S. to get its voice component, the actual component that might make it worth using. Uh, we're on another delay, apparently. Uh, were we expecting it maybe this month? Like it was supposed to be end of May or something, wasn't it? And originally, uh, yeah. And I mean, there was never no, there was nothing concrete, but there was the idea that it would be soonish. Oh, that's right. So it came, it landed in Korea right. early May. For some reason, I thought that we actually thought it was coming. Man, I don't think anyone ever said. We just said, "Oh, okay, should be soon, reason. right?" Because it was rolling out in Korea. We just assumed. I think. That could be. So anyways, it was, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be arriving soon. We thought maybe, and now it still sounds like it's weeks away because it's struggling with, uh, English grammar and syntax. So it, uh, it can't construct. A sentence. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, that's kind of a problem. If, uh, if it doesn't speak English, then uh, yeah, it can't, uh, work here in the U S. So anyways, that's what's going on there. So Bixby voice, we, we don't know now could be another month, six months, never it can't be never they've invested enough into this thing i think um yeah so if you were waiting for that that's uh you got some more to wait that's really unfortunate yeah it's one of those things i want to actually play with because you know we've we've all poked a lot of fun at bigsby it would uh be nice to actually give uh give the flagship feature some go mm. uh all right so other news then moto z2 play is now official it is uh well, I think it's already available in Brazil. <clears throat> I'm not sure about Canada, but maybe Canada too. Uh, in terms of the US, though, Moto Z2 Play is coming to Verizon. So carrier exclusive on Verizon, although it's not a droid. It's not Moto Z2 Play droid. It's just Moto Z2 Play, which is interesting. Uh, and then there will also be an unlocked model 
and uh, that will cost 500 bucks from Motorola's site. It's like this phone, not to go back to BlackBerry Key One stuff, but this phone ha- has a Snapdragon 626, mm. um, upgraded camera, an AMOLED display, a big display, and it's 50 bucks less than that BlackBerry phone. Just throw that out there, BlackBerry. Interesting. Um, so anyways, it's official 500 bucks. It's leaked. I don't know how many times. So Z2 play 5.5 inch super AMOLED, um, full HD display, Snapdragon 626, three or four gig Ram, 32 gig or 64 gig storage. So all that's depending on model stuff. Android 7.1.1 obviously works with moto mods. It is, uh, thinner though than last year's Z play. So that's 3000 million power battery versus last year's 3510, which is, like the worst thing Motorola could have done here. Cause last year, obviously I talked a lot about the original Z play and how much I liked it, partly because the battery lasted two full days. Basically um, this one at 3000 milliamp hour is not going to quite, quite get us there. The battery life still should be fine, but it's no longer going to be like King level. So anyways, it comes out later this summer. I don't think we have specific dates yet, but if you want it at a carrier, it's going to be Verizon. If you don't 500 bucks from Motorola, yeah, it looks fine. I think we're just kind of waiting for the Z2 flagship at this point. Um, however, new Moto mods are now official with pricing. So Motorola made their the GamePad official. So if you own like a Moto Z or a Z Player, Z Force, any of those originals, or you plan on buying the new ones, you can use all these new Moto mods. So game a GamePad has its own thousand milliamp hour battery in it, D pad, dual control sticks, all that stuff, eighty bucks. Um, there's a new JBL Soundboost speaker, the Soundboost 2, just a little more premium or something. Should sound a little bit better. Last up 10 hours, 80 bucks. Um, there's finally, and I really do say finally, a turbo power pack. So if you slap this battery pack on the back, it actually charges fast. They haven't said how fast. I don't think it's like as fast as if you plugged it into a wall, but it should be faster than those like sipping battery versions they originally came out with. That also will cost 80 bucks. And then there's also a style shell that you can toss on the back and then use that to wirelessly charge through wireless charging adapter. So they told us we were going to get more Moto Mods and they have delivered. They delivered. These ones actually seem fairly decent. I don't necessarily know that I would use a game pad, but I guess if you want a game, a little game pad action. Uh, but the Turbo Power one, I think sweet. And I still like the JBL speaker. That was one of the cooler ones I thought from the first round. It was just a better sounding external speaker. Totally. Um, and the wireless charging one, I, I don't know how thick it is, but you know, there's a lot of people that really, really love wireless charging. Like every time a new phone comes out, that's one of the criticisms of the uh, the essential phones doesn't have wireless charging. And everyone criticizes it every single time. And uh, my problem with wireless charging is it's not very fast, but uh, now you can Moto Mod wirelessly charge. So we're seeing uh, lots of new Moto Mods. Thank goodness. Uh, anyway, so that's Moto Z2 Play. Kind of weird how they announced it. Um, Canada and Brazil both made a big deal out of it. The US, they didn't really. They just kind of like shot out some announcements um, and said like it's coming later. And we're kind of going, well, where's like the flagship Z2? Like, why are you announcing the Z2 Play before the big dog? I don't know. I don't it was vice versa last year, right? We had the um, the force later. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so in OnePlus news, um, founder, is he still CEO? Pete Lau. Uh, He announced, he was, I should say this, he was proud 
<laughs> to announce that the one plus three and one plus three G will get the update to Android O. Oh, you mean those not even year old phones are getting yeah. an update? Yeah. Wait. I uh I said on Twitter on my own account, like, dude, you, this is not something you should be proud of. <laughs> like these, yeah, that, it should just be a given, right? Yeah, not even is what, like six months old, maybe. And yeah. the three is only what, nine or something like that. And we're talking, you're, you're, you're giving us confirmation that, the, that they're going to get, they should get, Oh, they should get what's next P they should get freaking P we shouldn't be talking about just Oh, so, but the one plus two does not have nougat. And I think it was XDA today had like an email or something from like a one plus support that said like to a customer, like the one plus two is not getting nougat and that's not, that phone is not two years old. So that's not a good sign. So I don't know if that's like a confirmed on one plus confirm that. But anyway, somebody has like a support email that potentially says that. So don't take like, my word for that. But if that's the case, then you should be worried that your one plus three will lose support after about a year. And that's terrible. I mean, like one plus should not be doing that. And they've been a little, I think, wishy-washy with updates off and on hmm. since the beginning. But uh, if we're proud that our phone is going to get one year worth of updates, I would be a little worried if I was a one plus user. I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not trying to read too much into his tweet, but he's, I think he, you know, he's just saying, hey, yeah, we've been getting asked if our not year old phones are getting updated to O, which should be out here in a few months. And he was just like, yeah, I can confirm that. that yeah, is, the, and I'm proud to announce. We should, we should adjust. We should work on the wording there then. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We will deliver that because your phone's new and we love yeah. you. Not I'm proud. Like the, like we went out of our way. We're going <laughs> to make it so happen. hard to make this happen. Like, yeah. no, dude, that's not how this should work. <laughs> like we're talking one year of updates and, and like you're. Anyway, I could go on it for a while, but yeah, it, I think maybe it was just the wording. The wording's terrible. Okay. You should have just said, yep, we got you covered. You're definitely getting O. That's yeah. all it should have said. No reason to even ask, right? I mean, because it's only not even a year old. So, of course, it's going to get O. Yeah. So, like, Jeff in the chat was like, I hope my OP3 gets O because I'm expecting it. And you should expect it. Your phone's not old. It should. It should, Like yeah. you said, it should be given. But should be given. All right. Um, like, who out through. there was actually asking that as if it was even a question? Yeah, I well, yeah, I think most of these companies, right? They do get asked, and uh, I guess, yeah. and some people just—I think they're sick of getting screwed. Yeah. Hey and, Google, is the Pixel gonna get O? <laughs> yeah, I think it probably. Yeah, I think. we're proud to announce that yes, the Pixel will indeed receive O. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving. We're doing that for that's like obvious. Announced yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah, I will drink a beer later. <laughs> Uh, T-Mobile's Digits is now uh, out of beta and well, it was supposed to launch May 31st. So we're a couple days in. So T-Mobile's Digits, in case you haven't followed this thing, it was first announced like last year. And mm-hmm. uh, it is, T-Mobile's made this so confusing. They're like, it's not your phone number anymore. It's Digits. And it's like, stop with the marketing thing. It's just a phone number that has extra features now. So Digits is what they're calling your phone number now on T-Mobile. And all they've done is upgrade it in a way to make it accessible everywhere. So you now have a web portal where you can actually make calls using your T-Mobile phone number, or you can send texts on the web. And there's also an app that goes along with it. So on your work phone, that isn't a T-Mobile phone, or even if it is, 
you can now access your texts and your phone and make calls as if you were using your T-Mobile phone, using this app or whatever. And you can connect multiple phone numbers to and stuff like that. It's kind of like Google Voice, um, like Google's had for forever. Uh, but T-Mobile's doing it. And it is cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to like downplay what it is. They're just, they're, I feel like they've made it more confusing than it needs to be. So T-Mobile Digits is there. And if you're a T-Mobile customer, they said they were going to, I believe, activate it for everyone. And if you don't want to, if you don't care about any of that extra stuff I just talked about, you just kind of continue on. So it's not like that big of a deal. Um, but if you want to take advantage of this stuff, I think it's, is it Digits? digits.web i can't remember what it is there's like a web portal for it which they haven't made that obvious either um there's a web portal you can go to and access all of your contacts and phone stuff and all that anyway it it is kind of cool i believe you can install the app on tablets and stuff too but you can access your t-mobile stuff from anywhere which is which is cool i feel like every carrier should be doing this at this point but all right moving on next topic there is a new nest there is a new Nest product out. Uh, it's not out yet. It was announced. The Nest Cam IQ is what we're calling it. It is a $300 camera with a 4K sensor that doesn't actually stream anything in 4K. <laughs> and it has <laughs> it has face detection and zooming stuff. So it... Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. It's got super sight. It has super sight. It actually sounds kind of cool. So it looks a lot like the Nest Cam Outdoor, except it is by no means an outdoor camera and you shouldn't take it outdoor. It's not waterproof at all, but it kind of has that shape of the Nest Cam Outdoor. It's on a little stand. Um, and uh, yeah, it has a 4K sensor. So what it does is show you 1080p. It actually does some HDR stuff and the 4K sensor to create a super crisp, beautifully balanced um, 1080p picture. If it was streaming 4K constantly at your house, that would probably suck um, on your home connection and all that. So anyway, it does 1080p. Um, but with 4K, it's allowed to then zoom. And when it zooms, you don't lose quality. Like you can 12 times zoom and it still show 1080p when you're zoomed. So that's actually pretty cool. And then it does this thing where if it recognizes like a face, and it will zoom in to that person and then it can track them across a room or as far as, as long as it's within its... Um, within its site. So it does some cool things, but it is 300 bucks. It's not cheap. If you buy two of them, you'll get a hundred bucks off that. And Ness says it will ship in. So cool, but it's 300 bucks. And I think a lot of people probably already have some of these cameras, some of these sort of like home security cameras. Um, it's kind of like we were talking earlier in the week about Samsung's new mesh network. Like a lot of people have already upgraded to, you know, Eero or Google home or some of these other ones. And it's like, but people keep coming out with new versions and these aren't necessarily like phones where you can replace them all the time. Like if you have a security camera, like why are you going to go buy a new $300 security camera that has like a couple extra features? So yeah, it's a tough one. It's just like, you know, like I have Eero, like you have Google home, like, are you going to run out and buy Samsung's new mesh thing just because it has smart things integration? Like probably not. (laughs) Like one little feature probably isn't going to make you ditch the 300 bucks you just spent on a network to get another like three, $400 one. So, yeah, this is great for anyone who already has, you know, some of the smart things stuff or things that work with that and haven't kind of upgraded to a mesh Wi-Fi system yet, like Google Wi-Fi or a Euro or Lumina or all the other crazy options that are out there. I think it's good. 
but like I said yesterday, um, there's just so many options out there now that it's kind of becoming ridiculous, right? I mean, either you're investing in that single ecosystem or you're sort of like screwed if you've got, you know, products from all the different makers. I mean, you're, you, you almost kind of got yourself in a corner. Enter Andy Rubin's home hub. (laughs) It's going to work with it. He thinks. Yeah. I can see that happening one day for sure. Yeah. As long as Apple says, okay, that's going to be the big hang up. I bet he could convince Google to let him play with some of their stuff. Well, sure. Um, real quick. If anyone from eco B or echo B is listening to the chat, um, please support Google home. Like what is wrong with you? Come on. Like (laughs) they make that plea every show. I think. Yeah. They keep saying soon. They're best friends with Amazon. That's the problem there. Yeah. Yeah. Now with this Alexa stuff, I'm screwed. Yeah, when they sell a device that has Alexa integration, you kind of go, "All right, well, never I guess that's over." <laughs> there's got to be, be a way you can like create an I. I know you don't like to, but like an IFTTT recipe or something that oh. will like work through something and like assistant to attach to Echo. There's got to be a way. I bet. Just I think little, it would be just a Google yeah. search will get you there. I'm sure it would be easier to start an online petition <laughs> and have like a Whitehouse.gov petition. <laughs> Make Echo B support or just yep. to make Echo B and Google Home play nice together. Way easier than that IFTT crap. <laughs> FTTT still confuses the hell out of me. I do have some recipes, but most of it just confuses the hell out of me. I can't do it. All right. Speaking of those, though, we did actually run a poll this week asking if, uh, I mean, this is the end of last week. I can't remember that uh, if anyone owns Google Home and Amazon Echo, because we talk about these products all the time, right? Because like, you and I have them. We obviously are constantly testing them and using them or whatever. So we actually asked and uh, to find out if this stuff's worth talking about still. And like 65% of our readers own at least one of them and like 9% own both. So there's only 34% that said they don't have either. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be more like, 40% said yes, 60% were like, I don't have time for that crap. But a lot of us got free ones or cheap ones, I think. So <laughs> yeah, like 65% of our readers are like, yeah, we have that stuff. Keep talking about it. Crazy. Well, yeah. I guess they no problem there. I, I love talking about that stuff. So I can bash Google Home all day, man. Thing can't hear me. Doesn't it doesn't do reminders. I kind of have two big gripes with Google Home, and it's that I feel like it doesn't hear me that well. Like the Echo, if I say that, that, that word, word I, I can not even not necessarily whisper it, but I, I just have to talk normally, and it yeah. always, almost, almost every single time. Google, I feel like, I think it's because Google needs to change the command. It needs to be something else than yeah. the okay, you know, G-O-O. Uh, that one sucks. Even the hey, G-O, you know, that one doesn't work very well either. I guess they were lying to us and they said I had these really great microphones. Definitely not as good as Echoes. What I think they have like seven far field <laughs> mics like in there. That. It's nothing ridiculous. Yeah, it's something um, ridiculous like that. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. Hey Google, set a reminder. <laughs> Still not supported. Oh. We should do that every show too. Until one swear. day it finally says, like, I can do reminders. <laughs> okay. What do you want me to remind you of? Oh, I do ask it every God. single day just to see. Because oh, yeah. like they don't you never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One day it's just gonna happen and no one's even gonna notice because no one ever tries. Right. So uh All right, yeah. anything else you want to talk about? Um I was looking through my phone to see if I have any new apps installed that I wanted to talk about, but 
No, not currently. Although I will say, I don't know if I ever talked about this, but I have, um, I signed up while we, Kellen and I were down in the Bay Area for Google IO. I signed up for YouTube TV and I brought it back up to Portland where it's not yet kind of like supported or live yet. Um, but it still works. I just can't watch some channels live, which is fine. No big deal. So it does still work. Oh yeah. It works fine. That's crazy. Yeah, it's great. And I, I just wanted to say to anyone who has the ability uh, to sign up for YouTube TV, I mean, you get a, a, a month for free. Well, technically, it's not free. They charge you a dollar. So you get to try it a month for a dollar and just try it out. Like if you've got access, I think it's totally awesome. I would use YouTube TV over over PlayStation View that I, I have like every day of the week. I think the UI just makes it that much more. Is there an Android TV app yet? No, just cast everything. Yeah, you just cast everything. Kind of like I think oh, what wow. you were doing with PlayStation View for a, a bit. Is that what you no, were doing? Because there wasn't. I was using Fire TV. Oh, that's right. Had an app, yeah. Yeah. So I think the Android TV app must be coming, uh, but I did Probably. a search for it and I didn't find one. Although I will say, Android TV like search through Google Play is like totally broken. Um, where you'll search for something and it's like not there, even though like if you type, for example, if you type MLB in Google Play, what do you think you're going to find? Not MLB at at bat, like you would expect, right? The one MLB app that they have for Android TV, you get like everything else besides MLB. It's really... Android TV search is not very good. I don't think it's very good. So anyway, moving on, YouTube TV, I've, I've tried it and I am using it. I love the DVR feature. It's it, it works just like PlayStation View. Uh, it works very nice. You just say record that, and it'll just record, and it'll stay there forever. So super cool. I cannot wait for YouTube TV to come to Portland because I think the sports channel kind of collection is a little bit better than uh, what I currently have with PlayStation. So if it could come here, and then yeah, they can expand the uh, the networks. We've we talked to some people that have said like it's coming like there's going to be i think there's just going to be a big like expansion of channels like isn't it it's missing like be. all the turner channels or something like that which is really not okay but it's missing some good stuff some big stuff yeah huh yeah. how does it compare to direct tv now well i use direct tv now for that single week and as we all know during that trial week that everyone signed up the service was total crap mm-hmm. um so i haven't tried it since then you know i hear it's gotten a lot better um so I, I couldn't tell you exactly. Although I will say it by far, I can compare sort of like user experience uh, with apps and stuff. The YouTube TV stands alone in terms of how good it is. Right? I mean, this is Google we're talking about and YouTube and YouTube knows how to, I think kind of deliver content on a mobile device in terms of like thumbnails and all that stuff. Like when you're sw- uh, scrolling through the guide, uh, it's playing live feeds while you're scrolling through it and it's all super smooth and it looks really nice and you just tap on it. It starts playing. It's not like this kind of janky loading experience that I find with PlayStation view. So YouTube TV, man, I can't wait to really kind of get in there and try it yeah, out. If it was here, I would probably consider try switching it to it for sure. Yeah. I mean, you get a month, I like, but I'm with you. Like the UI is kind of slow and kind of, it is. They're both even like the mobile app and the Android TV app. They're kind of poorly made. They've added some features to them and stuff, but they're just something just feels not that polished. Like they maybe the iOS version is really great and they just ported it over and it's kind of crappy on Android. That's a yeah. bit what it feels like. 
I have this big problem when I go on a service say like that and say I open up my PlayStation View. I did it last night. I open up PlayStation View. I'm looking for the finals, game one. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be like the first thing they recommend for me to watch, right? And of course, all I could find was the um, Deportes, but I had to search for like NBA finals. And then all it pulled up was Fox Deport or ESPN Deportes. And I was like, okay, like, and so what made me think it was like, okay, if it's on Deportes, it must be on another channel, but it's just not showing it because this sucks so badly. Come to find out it's not on there at all. And it's only in Spanish on PlayStation view. Right. So I just had a really frustrating time last night trying to figure out how to watch the NBA finals now that I'm a cord cutter and it sucked. Like I know I had to log in with watch ESPN through PlayStation and get an ESPN three stream going, dude. It's because it's broadcast ABC. So when that stuff goes on local channels, you obviously don't get that in Portland. Some markets actually have access to live local channels. We're just not one of them. Yeah. So those are some of the hiccups where you have to figure out all this. So like I have, in the house i playstation view and then i have an hd home run box which Mm. is like it broadcasts local antenna signals like throughout my wi-fi network so then i can use android tv's built-in live channels Channels. so i can actually pull up the abc network but yeah otherwise you just have to stream through watching this actually and and i don't think it did it online on playstation view but the other day for some reason i pulled up the playstation view app on my phone and there was actually a pop-up screen that said if you want to watch the nba finals you have to use the watch espn app like it actually told me but i think it was on my phone which i never pulled the app out i was just using android tv so oh it's just a pain yeah it's it's hard it's hard being a cord cutter yeah it's it's one of those things whenever there's something on like a local channel you can almost download like fox sports go like you have access to that and then watch espn will give you abc sports stuff because espn abc but yeah it's like you have to learn all and figure out all these little quirks so and uh, so like bircher's saying he's like just grab an antenna for your locals like dude i'm not hooking up no bunny ears to my high-tech stuff in the living room like i'm sitting right here on my desk and then I people. have it connected to the HD home run, which broadcasts. So like, and it's, this is not bunny ears. It's like a little <laughs> white box. Like it's like this. Big. No, it's all bunny ears. I don't care what yeah. you say. It's all, it's an antenna. It's bunny ears. It's great too. Cause like they actually broadcast HD. Like, Isn't it 1080? Local. Like it's not just 720. It's like 1080. I think some might be, I think some a lot of them are 720, but obviously everything's uh, upscaled or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, it, but I, I was surprised when I hooked it up. I was like, oh, my God. And there's actual guide and stuff on some of these. It's actually kind of crazy. Fine. I'll go on Amazon. Hey, and give them for like 20 bucks or 30 yeah. bucks. I just i am tired of it. I'm tired of it all. I was thinking of just giving up TV in general because what's the point, right? Because I want to watch sports, but the Giants suck and the Warriors win every single game and are about to sweep the Cavs. Mm-hmm. What sports am I going to watch that could possibly Soccer. be entertaining? Oh. Soccer. <laughs> Soccer. Football taken over the well i shouldn't say taken over the world because already owns the world of sports <laughs> besides doesn't own the u.s right yeah. i'm sorry that america's too cool for soccer it's just not cool enough for soccer ah good point we're too violent we're too violent of a people yes we are yeah all right anything else you want to talk about uh long show yeah long show thanks for joining us everyone i hope you have a fantastic weekend fantastic. i got nothing else to say though i don't either all right. Well, uh, next week, though, be on the lookout for reviews. Reviews. U11, Key One. Key One. And I don't know what's coming after that. We have a little gap. Well, hopefully the Ruben phone. 
I'm just call it the Ruben phone. The Ruben. Just call it the Ruben. Yeah. I like that. All right. Let's so get a Ruben. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We're Droid Life. Peace. Peace.